RTL Original Podcast. Hello and welcome to the Luxembourg History Podcast. My name's Tom Tutton and I'm your host for our second series. Today we're taking a belated look at Luxembourg's female political pioneers. We'll investigate how the Grand Duchy's women secured the right to vote in the aftermath of the First World War, before turning to examine the lives of the country's first female deputy and its first female minister. We hope you'll enjoy the podcast. In 2019, Luxembourg celebrated a crucial anniversary in the domain of democracy and citizenship. From the 8th of May 1919, all adults aged 21 and above holding Luxembourgish citizenship were entitled to vote thus removing any obstacles from eligible voters who would no longer be constrained by their wealth, age, social class, or most importantly, gender. In Luxembourg, universal and women's suffrage came in one fell swoop. Unlike in other countries, the former was not introduced prior to legislating women's right to vote. It's sometimes difficult to imagine that just over 100 years ago, women were not entitled to vote. Half of the adult population was automatically disenfranchised based on their gender, whereas many voters today take their right to vote for granted. Now before we proceed to the landmark moment in Luxembourg itself, it's worth exploring the landscape in other European countries at the time. In Belgium, for instance, women were not enfranchised until 1948. Previously, voters' rights from 1893 depended on education and taxpayer status, and widows were only allowed to vote until they remarried. Men, on the other hand, were fully enfranchised in Belgium in 1918. France, meanwhile, experienced a roller coaster of suffrage changes from 1792 onwards. Universal male suffrage was granted in 1848, but full universal suffrage had to wait until almost a century later, in 1944, when women were finally given the right to vote. The situation in Germany and the UK, however, was fairly similar to Luxembourg. After the birth of the German Empire in 1871, all adult men were permitted to vote, but it took World War I and the creation of the Weimar Republic for universal suffrage to be introduced with a minimum voting age of 20 in 1919. And the United Kingdom's Representation of the People Act in 1918 also granted the right to vote to women, but only those above the age of 30. So what was the situation in Luxembourg? Well, unlike in some other countries, Luxembourg did not see a huge suffragette movement in the early years of the 20th century. The first two Luxembourgish women's organisations were the Organisation for Women's Interests, or the OIF, and the Luxembourg Catholic Women's Association, or the Frauenbund. The former mainly focused on the right to work and founding a women's secondary school, which they achieved with the opening of now Lycée Robert Schumann in 1911. The Catholic Frauenbund, on the other hand, was heavily conservative, and neither organisation was thus especially interested in advocating women's right to vote. This meant that the main thrust of the demand for universal suffrage came from the workers' movement, which had advocated it as early as 1902, explicitly including women. The first petition on universal suffrage from the Social Democrat Party was submitted in 1905, but as the movement fused with the Liberal League to form the left bloc, the cause of women's rights deteriorated. It was thus only as the First World War came to an end, with constitutional reform clearly on the agenda, that women in Luxembourg mobilised to secure female suffrage. Three women, namely Jeanne Meyer Hoeke, Marguerite Hay Fink and Marguerite Mongenas Servet, addressed a petition to the Chamber of Deputies calling for universal suffrage in June 1918. Meanwhile, more women were joining the socialist movement, including activist Lily Becker, 
who attempted to create a female employees association but was unsuccessful. Becker, a trade unionist, held a speech in front of the Chamber of Deputies on the 13th of August 1919 condemning the rising costs of foodstuffs. The pressure on the government was mounting. Now as we've previously covered many times, 1919 was a turbulent year in the Grand Duchy, with the government eventually securing a referendum on the country's future to be held in September of that year. The big question though was who would be able to participate in the vote. Now interestingly, the socialists who had initially spearheaded campaigns and petitions on women's suffrage had become more subdued in their support. And on the flip side, conservative parties were now more open to the possibility of women voting. Women as devout housekeepers could perhaps become a reliable voter base for the right, although this interpretation has sometimes been challenged. In any case, on the 8th of May 1919, MPs voted to amend the constitution in favor of universal suffrage. For the first time in the country's history, men and women voted in the referendum of 28th September 1919, ultimately opting to maintain the monarchy and to have an economic union with France. One month later, Luxembourgers went to the polls again for the legislative elections, and in October 1919, the first female MP in Luxembourg's history was elected. Her name was Marguerite Thomas Clement. So who was Luxembourg's first female MP? Marguerite Thomas Clement was born in Luxembourg City in 1886 and trained as a schoolteacher. She was well known in Luxembourg's political circles even before women's suffrage was granted, having married the socialist Xavier Thomas in 1917. Deciding to stand in the elections of 1919, she was duly elected as a deputy for the Socialist Party from the Centre constituency. Thomas Clement would prove to be a strong supporter of women's rights in the Chamber of Deputies. In 1920, she introduced a bill calling for political, civil, and economic equality between the sexes, although this did not pass. She was an ardent defender of Luxembourg's most overlooked communities, speaking up for female ironworkers and prostitutes, as well as drawing attention to the poor conditions in the Grand Duchy's maternity wards. In 1924, Thomas Clement also became a councillor in the capital, and her political positions shifted during the 1920s as she joined a more radical socialist grouping. This would prove to be her downfall, however, as she did not win re-election in 1931. Thomas Clevin eventually lived to the grand old age of 92, passing away in Noerdange in 1979. Sadly, though, her election was not the signal of change it could have been. Incredibly, after she stepped down in 1931, it was not until 1965 that another woman, Astrid Lulling, would sit in the chamber. The trade unionist Lily Becker expressed her disappointment at the failure of 1919 in an article written in 1979, arguing that at the time women did not care; they were giving the right to vote as a gift to save the dynasty in the referendum. And the first female minister in a Luxembourgish government would not take office until 1967. The woman to break this glass ceiling was Madeleine Friedenkinnen. Madeleine Friedenkinnen was born in Esch-sur-Alzette in 1915. She studied in Dijon, Paris, Munich, and Louvain, achieving a Doctor of Arts. A strong Catholic, in 1953 she founded an organization for women within the Christian Social People's Party, or CSV. In 1946, Friedenkinnen married Pierre Frieden, a former concentration camp survivor who became prime minister in 1958, but died the next year. And after the death of her husband, Madeleine Friedenkinnen entered politics herself. In 1967, she finally became Minister for Families, Youth, and Education in a CSV-LSAP coalition. After a government reshuffle in 1969, she also took on the culture brief. 
However, in 1972, Friedenkinnen was forced to resign due to the highly contentious Bergfried affair, in which she was accused of immoral behaviour, a political scandal which we will hopefully revisit another time. After leaving politics, Friedenkinnen worked in development in Africa, before passing away in Luxembourg City, aged 83, in 1999. All in all, universal suffrage in Luxembourg provided the political foundations of the system we know today. There's still a long way to go to achieve true gender equality, but Marguerite Thomas Clement and Madeleine Friedenkinnen deserve to be remembered as feminist pioneers in the Grand Duchy. That's all we've got for today. Thanks for listening, and I hope you'll join us for the next episode of the Luxembourg History Podcast. This episode was based off articles by Thomas Tutton and Natalie Lodi, script adaptation and hosting by Thomas Tutton, and brought to you by RTL Today. 